said. Huh? What do you say? It's not an apocalypse. Damn it, Larry! I said if you put it in the notes, I'd do the thing. So end of quote. Repeat the line. Oh, your art, art. Oh, you're being art. I don't think artistic is the word, Larry. Sorry, guys. Intern technical difficulties. Give us a second. Apologies, everyone. I have a highly regarded intern. Larry, wipe that look off your face. We're trying to run a news organization over here. Well, I guess my preparation for Armageddon was a little premature, but what's up and welcome to the wake-up call brought to you by Simply Bitcoin. I'm your host, Rustin Watt, and today we're minutes to midnight. Some would say on the geopolitical front, we're the closest we've been to a nuclear deterrent being used since probably the Cuban Missile Crisis, which begs the question, can Bitcoin survive a nuclear blast or a full-out nuclear war? Actually, Bitcoin is highly likely to survive a nuclear blast and the fallout that would come. The real question is, will civilization? But let's break it down and look at what a nuclear attack and response would look like along with the damage that would bring. We'll see just how Bitcoin is like a cockroach. You may stamp one out, but six more take its place. This is much like the distributed and decentralized nature of Bitcoin with nodes on basically every continent as well as the ability to transact without internet as well. Bitcoin is nuclear blast proof. And you don't just have to take my word for it. Several renowned cryptographers, including Nick Zabo and Ralph Merkel, the inventor of Merkle trees, have claimed Bitcoin would survive a nuclear war. Ralph Merkel stated, quote, if nuclear war destroyed half our planet, Bitcoin would continue to live uncorrupted. It would continue to offer its services. The only way to shut it down is to kill every server that hosts it, which is hard because a lot of servers host it in a lot of countries and a lot of people want to use it. However, one of the first issues humanity would encounter in a large scale or even medium scale nu nuclear conflict would be a lack of reliable power sources. This wouldn't simply be due to a nuclear winter or the cooling of Earth's atmosphere due to radioactive soot being thrown into the air rendering solar power sources more or less useless, but also due to global equipment shortages and transportation shocks. It would instantly become more difficult and expensive to obtain fossil fuels, mine for resources, and ship anything. This means that everything will cost more, and only very particular assets will be worth providing energy to. The main concern, once a nuclear Armageddon began, most definitely won't be securing the Bitcoin network, especially when one considers another resource scarcity, food. A digital currency that would survive a nuclear war, the full Bitcoin transaction history all the way back to the Genesis block, exists in over 9,000 copies located in over 90 countries, and that's just counting the copies running live. In the event of a nuclear war, hundreds of millions of lives would be instantly lost. Only the real death and destruction would occur in the years following. Nuclear winter would cause wide-scale crop failure, and countries with any excess would struggle to transport goods due to supply chain constraints and fuel costs. A global famine would likely kill billions, more than the initial attack, suggesting that any reliable energy source would probably be used to obtain more food and potable water. We often use the term anti-fragile or censorship resistant to describe Bitcoin, but do those terms still apply if the internet is cut off or nuclear war broke out, for example? The short answer is yes, Bitcoin can survive an apocalypse. Not only this, but Bitcoin is actually the most robust network on the planet, as well as the most likely to stay alive in this apocalyptic situation. Bitcoin is nuclear apocalypse resistant money. You can't kill it. Bitcoin is a cockroach. You may stamp out one note 
explode, but 10 more will spin up in its place. Most people will look with disgust at a cockroach, but they are one of nature's most perfect creations because the oldest cockroach fossil ever found, 350 million years old. To put that in perspective, cockroaches predated the very first known dinosaurs by 150 million years and were around not only to watch their demise, but also remain in our world today in a nearly unchanged form. In fact, they've needed to evolve so little in all this time that fossils of the Mylacris species are nearly identical to living specimens found today. Still, cockroaches thrive where other species usually die off. None are known to be listed as endangered. The heaviest of the known roach species, the rhinoceros cockroach, can live in excess of 10 years, far beating out most of the insect species on the planet in longevity. It also weighs in at a hefty 33.5 grams. However, the most amazing fact about them lies in their tenacious ability to live through almost anything. Most people think it's an urban legend that cockroaches can live a week without a head, as though it was a little joke spread around by someone who is fed up with having too many of them in their home. However, it isn't a myth. Interestingly, cockroaches also have the highest tolerance for radiation known to any living species of animal, being able to absorb and live through 6 to 15 times the dose needed to kill a human. An interesting question that was raised during Magical Crypto Conference 2019 when Elaine Wu asked Adam Beck, CEO of Blockstream, so... If China were to nuke us tomorrow and we nuke them back and all the internet exchange points were totally annihilated, is it conceivable that people could use their decentralized technologies and rebuild the Bitcoin network? Adam's response, quote, I think the Bitcoin network would continue to operate through this event. Surprisingly, I mean, the hash rate would go down, but I'm assuming that there's some mining in the Swiss Alps in a bunker or in New Zealand or somewhere remote like this. There are pockets that will continue to be cross-connected, potentially using satellite equipment. If this were to happen, we would hypothetically lose internet power, food supply, water supply, gasoline, public transportation. But what's truly amazing is the fact that Bitcoin can still be used in this situation. Not only can you still send Bitcoin through a variety of different methods, but you can also run a node and theoretically even mine Bitcoin as well. Although that would be somewhat of a stretch, but it technically could be done. The point is, even if the internet and power go out, you can still use Bitcoin. It may not necessarily be easy, but nonetheless, it is possible. How does Bitcoin compare to other forms of money during an apocalypse? Well, Bitcoin is decentralized. Sure, your nation state could temporarily shut off the internet, but they can't shut off Bitcoin itself because someone somewhere on Earth will still be mining and running a node, therefore keeping the network alive. A prevalent example of how Bitcoin is decentralized is the large number of nodes that it has, which are distributed across many different parts of the Earth, all enforcing the rules of the network, keeping a copy of the Bitcoin time chain and auditing its supply. In order to kill Bitcoin, you would have to independently go to each node in every country and every home and destroy every single one that exists. Given how many there are, this is simply not possible. And you can look at BitNode Nodes.io, which shows worldwide node distribution. This is also one of the most conservative estimates of how many nodes are currently running. Bitcoin can be sent offline. Bitcoin is data, and data can be sent through many different forms of communication, such as mesh networks, SMS, ham radio, sneaker net, satellites, etc. The Blockstream satellite network makes this possible by broadcasting the Bitcoin blockchain and time chain over Earth 24-7 for free. Blockstream engineer Grubles detailed how you can build your own satellite node and receive data coming from the Bitcoin blockchain, you could use your own TV dish to run a node completely without the internet. Uh, Dogecoin, sushi, crop.
Ethereum, etc. No shit coins have satellites flying above Earth in order to strengthen their networks. Bitcoin does. Characteristics like this are what separate Bitcoin from everything else. It is serious money for serious people who are determined to keep the network alive. Currently, the Blockstream satellite network solely offers a downlink connection, meaning that you can't send data back up to the satellite. You can only receive data beaming down from the satellite. However, the Iridium network does allow for an uplink connection. It's also the largest satellite network having global coverage in 66 satellites orbiting Earth. Probably one of the most mobile and agile options for making an offline Bitcoin transaction is by using an Iridium rock block device. If the internet were to be blocked by your government or somehow made unavailable, another option in this case is sending Bitcoin through SMS. There are different methods of doing so, but one example of how this is possible is through a system which Pavel Ruznak created, where you can send a Bitcoin transaction action via SMS and have it broadcasted to the greater internet and Bitcoin network. You can send a transaction to the phone number and the data will be transferred to the greater network. Again, Bitcoin is simply data and data can be sent through many different forms of communication. Nick Zabo initially presented on this topic at Stanford's Scaling Bitcoin Conference in 2017. He brought forth a research project with Elaine Au that explored how Bitcoin could be sent using weak signal radio propagation. The concept is quite mind-blowing, sending Bitcoin through certain frequencies in the air literally bouncing them off the sky, the ionosphere, and back to different locations of the Earth. Unfortunately, ham radio licenses are legally required in order to send data through this means of communication, no license required to receive data through ham radio. That being said, this barrier might not be as relevant in the event of a nuclear apocalypse. Rodolfo Novak, the founder of CoinKite, has also demonstrated some proof-of-concept examples for Bitcoin transactions sent over radio. He was able to send a lightning invoice from Toronto, Ontario to San Francisco, California. Check out the tweet down in the notes. Sneakernet is commonly defined as the transfer of data and electronic files between computers through removable media like hard drives, flash drives, optical disks, which are physically transported between computers and on foot. The term sneakernet, of course, refers to the sneakers worn by the person carrying information between computers. A Bitcoin transaction, again, is simply data. This data can be sent in multiple different ways. It can be creatively passed from user to user, such as through the sneakernet option or an open dime. You could print a QR code of a raw transaction on a piece of paper, discreetly carry it with you over a long distance, then broadcast the transaction to the Bitcoin network. Once you're in a safe place that has internet service, a Bitcoin transaction doesn't even mean using a computer in this case. With Sneakernet, a Bitcoin transaction could mean handing a piece of paper to someone else. As Hal Finney said, the computer can be used as a tool to liberate and protect people rather than to control them. We're not going to be those lemmings owning nothing and being happy as Klaus and the WEF clowns preach. We'll own Bitcoin and be happy. You just experienced Wake Up Call, brought to you by Simply Bitcoin, your home for the peaceful revolution. Be sure to check out Simply Bitcoin Live at 1215 and join in the conversation with the after show straight from Twitter spaces. Wake Up Call is powered by the Bitcoin Times. Get your copy of the Austrian edition and take 21,000 sats off any prior copy with the code Simply. Amazing and eye-catching content from some of the greatest writers and figures in all of Bitcoin. Don't miss the Simply Bitcoin signal in its written form. Subscribe to Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. Do it for the culture. Follow us on Spotify and Apple with your favorite podcasts, and that'll bring us to a wrap. Thanks to everyone again. Share us, give us a pump, and tune in with us at Simply Bitcoin Monday through Friday. Get on up! Get on the mission. Go wake some people up and go get yours today. Thanks to you all for tuning in and sharing the show. It means a lot. The Simply 
simply, Bitcoin takeover is in effect, baby. Spread that signal and stay informed on the peaceful revolution with Simply Bitcoin. Until next time, peace. It will really work, but let me tell you, the apocalypse is coming and you're going to need a Bitcoin. At least one. Just Are you have a Bitcoin one. salesman, no, Adam Curry? No. Did I, get- I was very anti-Bitcoin. Really? I was very anti-Bitcoin until I sold a shitload of them at like $900. And uh, I could have, you know, I could have really... Made a lot of money. Yeah, is, I got them for nothing. Is, I got them for, people just gave them to me in the beginning. And I denied it. And then when you look at 10 years, I'm like, okay, I'm what I'm... What you call, I don't... Fuck all the altcoins and all that stuff. I that's what I was going to say. No, I don't give a you. shit about but that. But the, is there a, a risk in... But here's the question about Bitcoin. Is there a risk in having that be the standard? Like, why can't there be competing cryptocurrencies? Like, why are we so... Do we have to get committed to one? And if we do get committed to one, is there the possibility of some sort of manipulation the same way we've seen with all the other currencies? Well, when ten, people get involved yeah, in money... Yeah, t- 10 years of data have shown that Bitcoin really is the only one that you can trust. Right. Right. <laughs> 